Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome. Welcome to Gamers Unlimited, the podcast dedicated to all things esports and gaming. Hello, I'm Horace, and this show is a production of State Champs Esports. Make sure to follow us on social media. Joel Gray, the assistant esports manager here at State Champs. I am joined by Jordan Sherman, the CEO of Immortals. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in the studio. I know I say that a lot, but it's I'm excited for a great interview. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for Immortals to be in Michigan. I mean, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about a little bit of background information on you. So, you know, you graduated from uh, University of Michigan. And then you went on, I know some of your notable stuff is working for Major League Baseball. So how did, how did that end up happening? Sure. So, yeah, my name is Jordan Sherman. I'm the CEO at Immortals, and we are a professional esports organization. So we own and operate pro esports teams in some of the biggest leagues in the world. Um, so, for example, League of Legends, which is the biggest esport in the U.S., we own one of those 10 franchises. We pay professionals to come in and be on our team and play. Um, our, our organization and our team was based in Los Angeles, and most recently we announced that we're moving to the Great Lakes, and we're going to be operating our teams out of this region. Uh, we're going to be the first professional esports teams to operate in League of Legends, Valorant, Wild Rift, which are three different game titles, and to do so out of this region. We're excited by it because there's so many players here, and it's really it's an underrepresented region for gaming, even though there's a tremendous amount of people who actually game. Just for some reason, the esports landscape has been really set up in, in like New York and L.A., yeah. and people kind of forgot about the Great yeah, Lakes I, region. Yeah, you know, when, when I heard you guys were moving to the, the Great Lakes, I'm like, finally, a team to represent. Something, I mean, you think, you know, traditional sports, like, you know, in Michigan, we have the Pistons, we have the Red Wings, I mean... It doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, they're they're from my state. I want to, you know, represent them. And in terms of esports, it's kind of like when we go up to the world stage. It's like we rep whatever team is in uh, from NA. But I mean, it's great to be able to to represent and root for a team that's from your region. A hundred percent. So with the move from MLB to Clippers, and then you move off to Gen G. So how did your transition from traditional sports? Uh, go off into esports. Was that a decision you had early on, or was it just an opportunity? Yeah, so I, I born and raised here. Um, I went to school here, and then went to college here, and really wanted to stay, but felt like I needed to kind of get out of here to get some opportunity. So I got a chance to go to Major League Baseball, and I was there for six and a half years, um, working in digital social media sponsorship uh, for MLB Advanced Media. It's the digital arm of Major League Baseball. Um, and then after that experience, I got recruited to go to the LA Clippers, so I worked in the NBA. And after about eight, eight and a half years in sports, I really had kind of carved out a focus on helping companies make money um, and drive revenue through unique partnership opportunities. And what I kind of realized is I was kind of going through that process on traditional sports, I was best where I could help like build a business and be creative. And where I found you know, esports kind of coming up, there was really not that much foundation in the space. And it was gonna reward people who were gonna come in and say, 
I have I have this crazy idea and I know how to execute it. I'd like to bring an esports team to, to Michigan and like I can execute that and build on it. So that flexibility and the newness of the industry and wanting to build a business really appealed to me. So I went to a company called Gen G, which is a rival of my current company, and I was there for three years, with my last position being chief revenue officer. And we always worked on finding new revenue opportunities. So the big project that we worked on, we launched the first ever all women's Fortnite team. And Bumble came on as the presenting sponsor of the team. Bumble is a women's-led dating and networking app. And this team, we did a, a nationwide search to find the best women Fortnite players in the world. Um, and literally, like on the ground, like I had, to, you know, sometimes they had to call their parents and be like, "No, no, no, this is like a real opportunity." Um, and the team became really, really good. And actually, at TwitchCon won. They became the first ever women to win a co-ed Fortnite event, um, which was huge for us. So as we kind of built that up and looking at new opportunities. You know, I always had my heart set on trying to figure out a way to bring more business, more opportunities back to this region. And I just think that gaming is a huge opportunity. And so when I got recruited for my current job at Immortals, I talked to the board and the leadership team. We put together this long document for how to build up esports in the region, which I can walk you through. And the team was like so excited and so supportive. They're like, well, how fast can you do this? <laughs> yeah. So we've been executing on it. I started in May, um, so now we're coming up on about you know, six to nine months. And we've already been rolling it out and executing and, and the success of it has been tremendous. Like there's people all across the region. You know, we announced it's the Great Lakes. It's you know, Michigan and people in Ohio, Minnesota, Indiana, colleges, high schools, players. Like what we're finding is that there's actually great talent here. There's great enthusiasm. There's a potential for leagues, there's potential for events, there's potential for social, people are just interested overall. Um, so we think we're really on something. Yeah, I mean, when uh, was it 2019 summer LCS finals, the first, I think, anything related to esports happening in Michigan, I mean, when I, when I heard about it, I was like, I gotta get tickets, I gotta go. And I mean, it was, it was such an exciting event, and I mean, nothing has really happened um, since then. I mean, with Immortals moving into the Great Lake region, I mean, I'm excited for a whole bunch of events to Happen. I'm sure there's fans out there, the future fans who are going to be like, wow, you know, Immortals is in this region. Now I have a team to represent. And then going back to, you know, the move from Immortals to, you know, the Great Lake region, uh, it's kind of like hinted at it, but were you a major proponent of, you know, making that happen? Yes, for sure. So that was everything that I, I wouldn't take this job unless we could bring this opportunity <laughs> here. So that was like the number one thing for me. And now it's the fun part because we're rolling out all the different elements. So for example, the first activation we did was in Ann Arbor. So we ran that in November, which was a takeover of like the best places on campus throughout the week to create a gaming and social experience through the game Wild Rift. So what was fun about that was it wasn't necessarily a tournament or a championship. It was just a social experience for gamers to get together. Uh, and that's what we what we really found. People obviously tend to like leagues and to tournaments and LCS championship, which is great. but. At its core, we think gamers just want to be connected and, and be around each other. So what we did in Ann Arbor, we did a takeover at the pizza place, at the boba place, at the arcade, at the biggest bar, and we just said, this is a gaming-themed event. So you come here, there'll be food and drink that's themed around the game, there'll be gaming IP, you walk around Ann Arbor and there's Immortals signage and kind of tells you where to go, and then when you get to the event, there's iPads and there's setups and there's places to play, but you're not forced to play. It's not a game or anything like that. There's Twitch streaming on TVs. It's just a centralized hangout for gamers to meet and connect. Yeah. So I guess my next thing to lead into is, you know, with the activation of Immortals in this region, what is kind of the plan for the next few months? So uh, LCS, which is our primary team, League of Legends, the season starts in January. 
So we're going to launch uh, new branding that's going to be I'm themed. I'm excited for that. It's going to be themed around Great Lakes and Northern Lights. So you'll kind of see a new motif kind of to our team to like represent the region, which I think will be super cool. You seem I, excited. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I mean, anything to represent, I mean, like, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. I mean, anything to represent the region, I'm all for. Yep, 100%. So we're going to do that. Um, we're going to do more localized events. So we're talking in different places throughout, you know, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, um, about doing more Mortals Invasion, takeover events so people can kind of come together outside of LCS. We want to, like, activate in different games with different communities such as, like, Super Smash and Rocket League and Valorant. We're launching our um, all-women's Valorant team. So right now we're going through tryouts. So we, we put something out that said, if you're a women's Valorant player and you're from the region and you're this certain level, come try out. So I actually tuned into the tryouts last night. Yeah. And there's like some amazing players <laughs> yeah, that are from this region. I, I think it's crazy. I mean, going back to it, it's just like, there's no one from the region. And then you come and you're just like, wow, there's just so much untapped potential here. Mm-hmm. So um, our, our scouts couldn't believe it. They're like, yeah. these, they're like, these girls are incredible, and they're from Michigan. And I was like, yeah, no, no duh. Like, of course that's, we're going to find these players. So we're going to work to sign a couple of these players, get the team ready, have them, want them having, like, competing in January, February, and then doing different events with them throughout the region. Um, and then you're going to see, like, a bunch of, like, more localized events, too, like with the colleges in the region. And then we're also supporting high schools. So we did Southwest Michigan High School Esports had their championship last week. There was a Super Smash event at Replay Cafe in Detroit yep. on Saturday. Yeah, that was, that was pretty hype. Um, so we're sponsoring all these events. So we're providing prizing, we're providing food, merchandise, we're 3D printing Immortals trophies. Like anywhere where gaming is happening in the region, we want to show up and support and up-level and provide additional credibility too. So one of the last questions, I guess, in terms of the Immortals front before we get into some more personal topics like video games and stuff, um, so this was something I was thinking of, you know, as a League of Legends. That is my main esports game that I've been playing for years now. Um, as a player, I mean, I'm not, you know, that good. But um, as a player in the region, I mean, you kind of see it with, like, there really is no essentially a, a path to pro in the region. So does Immortals have a plan to help support that, support local players, and, you know, possibly putting them into the amateur professional level? Yes. So there's a couple of different things on that. So let's start on the pro level. We actually, so League of Legends has five players per team, plus you have an academy team, which is like the minor leagues, and then you can have a secondary minor league, which is almost like AAA baseball. I never even heard of that. Yeah. I thought that was only like LCS and then academy. There's LCS academy, now there's another like minor league system. So what we're going to do is, um, first for like that AAA minor league system we're about to announce, we're going to be Great Lakes only for that. That so sounds if, sick. If you're a younger player and you're looking to get in, um, we're going to have a direct path for at least for you to, to try out and participate in League of Legends specifically, and we're only going to hire coaches and staff that are from the region that's, on that. That's team. crazy. So hopefully they're able to move up and show it, and I'm optimistic that they will. Yeah, I already know players. I know some people who are Masters, Challenger, and they're just like, you know, it's it's incredibly hard to, to I mean, put yourself out there, at least in League of Legends. I think in Valorant and other games it's a little bit easier, but in terms of League, it's feel like it's really hard for you to you know advertise yourself as a player who wanting to you know attempt to take it to the next level so I think that's something that I mean I if I was a player and I was that good I mean that would be something I excited for I mean I'm excited for even just hearing about it well if you're going to represent the region I think number one you have to show up with opportunities to for people to interact with you and to make things better number two you have to hire people from the region both players coaches and staff 
Um, and number three, I think you're, you have to look the part too. So that, that's kind of where like the branding and the players and the activation, like it all fits together and you have to, you have to be about it. You have to kind of showcase that, okay, we, we care about that change. So on the pro side, one of our players, uh, our like, captain essentially is from Chicago. So his name's Revenge. So we're going to like bring him in and we're actually going to be doing activations with him in his hometown in Chicago. And then um, Toronto, which is also part of the Great Lakes, uh, we assign a player called Wild Turtle. Veteran. Uh, uh, veteran. Veteran. Yeah. Veteran. <laughs> but he's from Toronto. And LC, uh, League of Legends Worlds is in Toronto this year. Uh, and our coach is from Toronto, University of Toronto, national championship coach. So what we've kind of optimized for is like the right people who believe in this like Great Lakes specific concept. Because if people are from the region and, they're, and they are about it, we think they'll really kind of showcase it. So that's been part of our strategy. Yeah, I mean, all of this sounds fantastic. I'm sure viewers will be, I mean, checking this out, you know, waiting for updates. And then I guess the next thing, kind of the last topic to, t- to talk on is, you know, Jordan as, as a person. So what, what video games do you play? What have you grown up playing? What do you currently play? Sure. So I grew up playing, like, the whole gamut of games. What was interesting is, like, I really got my start in gaming. Uh, when I was at MLB, we used to put together these NHL 94 tournaments, which was a very old-school Sega game. But it allowed me to meet other people in my company, some of whom were, were older than me. Um, and I really got to see how gaming brings people together. Like, that was, that was a really important, I think, moment for me to see. Like, we were doing the, like, these 16 or 24-person, like, tournaments in someone's basement, which a lot of people did. You know, we were, like, just hooking all the machines up together. And it was an eye-opening experience because I grew up playing, like, Halo was probably like one of the biggest games. Oh, that's, that if that's, I, that's coming back. It's making a return. I, Halo 1 was like my game. And then I told some students at University of Michigan that Halo was my game. And then they brought Halo 2 to their LAN event. Yeah. And they just crushed me. And I was like, no, no, it's Halo 2. Like I said, I was only going to Halo 1. So, um, but, so Halo was the game that we, I played all the time um, growing up on Xbox. That was really big. I played a ton of sports games, obviously, like NCAA, Madden, NHL. Um, and now, like, my next game is I played a bunch of Fortnite, and now I'm trying to get into League and kind of learn <laughs> it a little bit more. Um, but I'm also really optimistic about mobile games and kind of, like, as this gets is easier. So we're really excited about Wild Rift, which is the mobile version of, of League of Legends. Um, and then in addition to games, what I think is really exciting about Riot specifically is, like, Riot's transitioning into, like, a entertainment company, like with Arcane, for example, yeah. on Netflix. So even if you're not a, a hardcore gamer, or you're like you're kind of changing your preferences, you can participate in the gaming ecosystem by like watching a movie or going to a theme park or like doing something else. So I'm really excited about how gaming is going to evolve. So you kind of touched on something I actually wanted to ask. How has Riot responded to Immortals moving to the Great Lakes? They've been so supportive, it's amazing. Because their first notion is, we don't have a trusted partner right now that's going to help us grow the game in the region. So Riot, you know, for those who don't know, Riot is the ones who make the video game themselves. So if you're a producer of a video game, what do you care about? You care about people playing the game. And if all of your teams and all of your leagues are based on promoting the game, but all those teams are based in Los Angeles or in New York, who's helping you in the middle of the country and everywhere else where there's millions and millions of players? So when we brought this to Riot, they said, you know, we just want you to know we have so many players in the Great Lakes region across League of Legends, and there's really uh, hard for us to activate them because we don't have any offices there. So if you could help us do Immortals Invasions and events and tournaments and help grow Riot here, 
we'd see that as, as a great partnership opportunity. So once we heard that from Riot, we were like, <laughs> okay, even all the more reason to do this, because in LA, we're just one of a bunch, but here, uh, we can be specialized, and we call one of one. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep saying it over and over, but I mean, this is, this is history in the making. Like, I'm so excited for, for Immortals to be here in the Great Lakes space. And going back to some personal questions, I guess kind of my last question, I was asking some friends what I should ask you. Okay. And I should ask if you watch anime. Wow, okay, so, <laughs> so are, we, are we talking cartoons or are we just talking just purely on anime? anime. Okay, I, <laughs> I wish I had like a, an amazing great answer for this because I really do like anime, but I don't have like a top, like one, two, or three. So what would you recommend to me like for a, for a newbie <clears throat> anime I want to get started? Because I love like art and cartoons and, you know. It's hard, but I feel like it's always got to be one of the big ones I say. One of my, I mean, it's, it's, I like, it's hard. It's kind of like, what's your favorite, your favorite basketball What's team? a good starter course? Um, I don't know. I could say Bleach. I, I okay. really like Bleach. Okay. Bleach was one of the first anime I ever watched. It was like Bleach and Dragon Ball Z. So mm. one of those, I mean, those are classics. At least Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z has yeah. like shaped anime for like the last 20, 30 years. It's, it's crazy, but. That's I'd like say, the original. Yeah, it like. is the original because a lot of things are mirrored off of it. I mean, the, the arcs and it's just, it's one of the best anime ever. So. Well, what I, it's, I'm so happy to talk about that. And what I like about like this whole concept, and like I talked about kind of like the creativity, to me, it's esports. It's not just like okay, here's your competitive teams. That's that's definitely part of it. But I love how many different elements are tied into this industry, whether it's anime or social media, or AR, VR, and I think that's what we really want. Like, there's no reason why Immortals can't have like an anime festival yeah. event get together <laughs> in Detroit. Um, or in Grand Rapids, or on the west side of the state. So I think you'll see, wh wherever there's people who are passionate about something that's connected to this, that's areas that we want to be in. So maybe we can connect on, on yeah, some anime that sounds, stuff. Yeah, that sounds great. So that wraps it up for us today, but is there anything else you wanted to tell the viewers, anything upcoming immediately, or any you know links or on social media or anything that you look out for? Yeah, I would just say uh, follow us on Twitter. That's like the number one place to get all the information from us, at Immortals on Twitter. Um, and just keep, keep an eye out because we, we actually engage with people all the time who, who DM us or comment or like or my personal Twitter, Sherm IMT. Um, that's the best way because we're going to have a ton of different partnership updates and activations coming up. And like, we really want to engage with people in this region. And like, we're here, we're listening, we're on the ground, um, and we're activating. So we just want people to support it so we can make this thing work. Yeah, well, thanks again for coming on the show. I mean... I can't wait to watch this back. I'm sure a lot of people will, will be uh, excited to watch this, but thanks again for coming out. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to Gamers Unlimited and tell your friends about it. We'll be back with a new episode soon, so join us again. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review.
everyone time to grind oh no that's that's something else grind to time time to grind here, here. i don't i dude i grind I, time and time and grind time to neon stoke. apes there we go that's that's how yeah. we that's how we loop it all back in um but uh if you guys didn't know i'm time to grind uh what are you guys' names in case daniel not daniel not um and you're hiroshima Matthew, also known as Sutter. So <laughs> Not and, hey, hold! What's two plus two equal? Oh, it's uh, it's eight. Ah. Man, I can't believe that was yeah. That was my that was my kid username. Are two there, plus two equals four. Eight would be like so OG on your channel. Like subscribed so long. Oh no, it was never two plus two equals eight. You made it. Yeah, when I and made that's why my first YouTube channel. Oh wait, yeah, I remember you rebranded all of your online accounts from two plus two equals eight to time to grind. Yeah, after I made after I made that, what were you, what were you guys's? Did you guys have any old? I had Deponer one twenty. Deponer one twenty. That's that was bad. That was real bad. I've been not Daniel for so fucking long. I used to be Daniel the Epic because. Oh, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, man. It was eight. Like back when Roblox days, which Roblox is bigger than it was when we were a kid, which is uh, kind of right? crazy. Um, I looked it up. A couple of the items I have in my Roblox character are worth like forty bucks now. Dude, you need to sell those. Yeah, you need to sell those, man. Get get rich with. Uh, dude, I can't wait till um, NFTs get in the uh, Roblox. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, NFT items. I yeah. keep seeing these ads for games that are trying to be like Roblox, but like the whole gimmick is that there's NFTs in it, and it's like. If you're Roblox but with NFTs, that that is the worst. Roblox basically already had a bunch of NFT shit in it. Like, yeah, it, it has it cosmetics. Like, there were one of cosmetics where it's like, oh, this is super rare because like only five people have it. Yeah, but it wasn't like tied to stupid blockchain uh, weird stuff. I saw that um, Ubisoft or Ubisoft, however you pronounce it, they announced NFTs in one of their um, Tom Clancy games, I think. Or I hope the what? franchise burns to the ground. Or what the divi- or no maybe it was the division but i think that's what spec ops the division i don't know if that's that whatever or but either way the youtube announcement got so many dislikes even though that dislikes are no longer visible on youtube there's a chrome extension that allows you to see the dislikes and um they, it was so disliked that they uh, unlisted the video <laughs> so it's funny that i really hope i know youtube's going to somehow like make it where you can't like extensions can't get the dislike api or something but it's just, it's so bad missing that YouTube it dislike. Is, no, it sucks, especially if you're trying to, like, do some shit on, like, your car, for instance. Oh, mm-hmm. You can tell shit videos because they'll have a ton of dislikes, but you can't do that anymore because... They mm. don't want cyberbullying. Yeah, well, but see, the problem is, okay. is like, there's so much spam and... Vi- like, like, I literally saw a video that was Mr. Beast, and it was like, click here for $5,000, and I knew it was, like, a virus, or but I clicked it because I wanted to report it. And then I looked at the dislikes, and I realized like you can't tell, like there's there's no dislikes, so no one knows that it's. It seems like every like solution YouTube brings to every problem is the literally just a bandaid on like an open like fractured like a wound that also has a compound fracture in it, and you're just like okay, yeah we saw the bleeding, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah like getting rid of dislikes is going to solve cyberbullying on YouTube. Yeah, no, because that was the real force driving it. See, I wonder what it was though. Like, I wonder why they actually. I, th- I feel like they wanted to remove dislikes. They got really salty for... because their YouTube rewind got the most disliked video for a while. Oh yeah, uh, the, that was. 
Man, maybe they should try not being such a shit company. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's wild though, and it's crazy how like in the same same way YouTube is like so much better for it, streaming right now. It's weird. They're making like actual leaps and bounds in like the live streaming market, and Twitch is just continuously like being pretty bad. So it's like it's just so interesting to like see how all the land space like develops. But I feel like YouTube is if it doesn't change trajectory, gonna die. And, like, you know, something else is going to have to take its place. But we'll be stuck with it for a while because it's so big. It's going to take a while yeah. to die. That's, yeah, that's going to be a world where, like, YouTube and Twitch and, like, Instagram aren't popular anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Yeah, they'll have been replaced by some app where you instantaneously transmit, like, your most hot takes to the <laughs> internet. I I know uh, Facebook and Instagram, they've been having like an existential crisis in their company because they know that no young people are using their products. So they're literally just watching their player, their, you know, not player base, but their, you know, share, like, user base. Down. Yeah, because all the, you know, older people are dying or just getting dementia and no longer know how Facebook works. Remember in Iron Man, the first one, he says, we'll just go on MySpace. Even in 2008, that felt like old, old joke. Like, like. Cause I got, even when I was eight, the only thing I knew about MySpace is I was dead. That's the only thing I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, I know. Uh, everyone always talks about. I never used it because you know I wasn't, you know, a college student then. But there was something called like Yik Yak or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think they just recently like came back or something. I think our, my roommate Bora or maybe Ryan or someone was telling us, but um, that the the concept of that social media is pretty cool because it was like specifically on college campuses and it was all anonymous. So like. People could be like, yo, there's a party here, you know, because I'm sure that's like 90% of what was being used on the college, you know, social media stuff. But so you can put like slurs in there and no one would know. Man, I mean, there I are guess two you different could, but... kinds of fucking people. Hey, huh? I'm just saying it as it is. That's probably what people used before. Uh, Holden's talking about all this shit about how you can use it to bring people but... together. And Matthew's like, <laughs> there's okay, probably that one guy slur. that was like, I'm you so... are that one guy. Yeah, I'm not. I don't do that. <laughs> but I mean, how do we know though? Because it's anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> how do we know it's not you? It could all be you. You I could, guess it could be, be the source of cyberbullying. Anytime you could be the cyberbully. Anytime you guys see uh, anyone on the internet, um, you know, uh, you use slurs. It's always Matthew. Matthew has a network of accounts. So if someone just took me out, the internet would be like way better. No, yeah. because you scheduled posts. For the next 50 years. Oh, yeah. He has, oh like, he actually solved the AI problem years ago so that there's, like, an adaptive machine intelligence that will continue to mm-hmm. update, like, long after Matthew's dead. Yeah. Well, wasn't that, like, a Cowboy Bebop episode where it was, like, some guy, like, did this huge hack virus thing and then 50 years passed and it never triggered. And by the time, because it was on a timer, by the time it triggered and they were trying to, like, take him out, he was just this old guy with dementia like playing chess or whatever yeah. so it's gonna be you slurs are gonna be coming out on the on the internet in 50 years speaking of all that um can we got canceled i saw that it mm. already got canceled which we've watched we watched the first episode and we we well i, I was good i thought I, it was I, enjoyable yeah. well, like compared to the anime it's not good oh but yeah like Aside from some stilted dialogue, it was, like, entertaining to watch. But from what I've heard, people genuinely liked the first episode, and then 
it progressively got worse and worse and worse. And then the final episode where they bring Ed in, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to make Just Ed work. Seeing how also, Ed is in the anime, I don't know how that translates you know to real life the, in any way that doesn't look terrible. Yeah. Do you know how they play out the main plot, by the way? How? Besides just giving Vicious just way more screen time than he needs. Um, what's her, whatever her name is, Jessica, whatever, the girl, the love interest's name is, she shows up, shoots him. Shoots and he's who? Like, um, vicious and goes, I want to take over the syndicate with you, um, main character's name, Spike. And he goes, no. And he shoots, he's the one that shoots him. And he, oh. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting that way. That is a very that. different way than it actually goes. That's a very interesting way to do that. But um, man, you know, speaking of like, um, like for, you know, kind of franchises and stuff, uh, we had someone toxic lucidity um, ask just in general, kind of like, what franchises do we think have been like going on for too long, or what franchises would we love like sequels or like any games we want remastered? Kind of just general stuff like that. This is, so this is both a, not a very hot take, but something I've just been feeling recently is the fucking MCU. Oh, I. It was, it was, people were already complaining back when they were doing like two or three movies a year. And I was like, this is okay as long as they're solid and like it kind of works. But now it's like three to four. It seems like they're increasing it again and including TV shows. I was going to say all the uh, Disney Plus stuff. Please. uh, You can't. It's too much. No, they're going to keep turning the wheels on that franchise until the money machine breaks. Like that's how these things work. Because you. Because you were trying to, like, watch everything, right, in the MCU, Matthew? I I, I really do an attempt. Because me and Corey watched WandaVision. That was good. I was like, okay, these other shows are going to be good. And then, like, I blinked and, like, three more shows came out. And then two more movies came out. And I watched Shang-Chi, and that was good. And I watched Eternals. Got really mad. <laughs> I'm like, I, I hate doing good. it. I can't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, and like I, th- I think a big broad reason is like Endgame was just a good conclusion to everything. That like, I I got this far, I don't need to make it another attempt. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was gonna try to watch MCU with you at some point, all the movies, and then I was like, oh yeah, there's thirty something movies. Like at that point in time, I mean, there's probably like forty or fifty now. Like, I'm really happy that I've always been a stick in the mud with the MCU and have just never liked it. Because now that people are coming around to not liking it, I get to feel smart. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's less that it's not as good. It's just... It's a new... They're going for another round. I'm like, I don't know if I have it in me, man. <laughs> That's know, literally like, it. It's for-profit movies, so it's like popcorn entertainment or whatever. Yeah. But I think everything. Like, I, I think I've woken up now. Yeah. That, like, most no, I mean, is that is that. everything. And you can't say, I'm not going to not enjoy stuff that has profit motives. But, like, with them, it's so easy to tell that they're following a formula. Like, how do you release Thor The Dark World if you aren't trying to make movies by, like, what do you call it? Was Black that one movie? just really bad? I mean, that it was, was just, like, I don't, a I don't think that was husk of a movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a solace as, like, Eternals. I, I don't, well, no, no. Well, then that proves my point more. They're outdoing themselves <laughs> in levels of soullessness. See, I think it's one of those things where before Endgame, my assumption was people genuinely tried to, like, catch up because it was, like, you know, two a year or whatever, and it was really easy to watch them all. But I think at this point, most people, the best way to do it is do what you're doing, Matthew, and just watch what everyone's interest to you, right? Like, it doesn't seem they're all they're all connected, but it doesn't seem like... I mean, yeah, they're made so you can enjoy them as movies yeah. for the most part. Like, Sanchi was, was like, a own thing. Yeah, 
Because, like, I might, I still might watch that at some point. I thought that one was alright. It still felt like a Marvel movie. Well, yeah. I heard it was a good Marvel movie. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, so, you know, it's not like a, you know, masterpiece art movie, but, um, man, I'm trying to think of other franchises, uh, that have, like, been going on too long. Um, freaking SpongeBob. I know, uh, it's kind of different because it's less of a franchise, but, I know uh, the creator of SpongeBob never, ever, ever wanted to uh, have a, uh, you know, spinoff of SpongeBob. Soon as the creator died, they made Camp Coral and we watched uh, like half of one episode. And it is the I mean, it's, it's, it's literally SpongeBob was for kids. But like, you know, there was a little adult humor like all kid shows. Camp Coral was literally like for like toddlers. And, and the thing is, is that itself is not offensive. It's like the whole purpose of it's just the cat, the, the whole corporate overreach of oh. what, the, what he wanted what he wanted yeah which is i'm gonna also, shill on oh okay go ahead i was just gonna say um i saw a tweet that reminded me that i i don't know it's very odd parents still going or did oh, it finally end i don't know they wait they introduced it? they introduced another a female neighbor character that also just happened to be owners of the two fairly odd parents the same ones oh man there's and then they, they have the baby fairy Wait, so, like, what, did Timmy grow up? No, Timmy's the same. They just introduced another kid. Well, why does they have... Why does I this other don't kid know. have the same fairies? I do not know, because here's the thing. There's a frame that someone says, this frame goes against everything the lore set up in the first season. And it was Vicky just with all these other characters, half of them fairies, the fairy baby, and the dad, and they all see them. And they're just okay with it now, I guess. Wait. I guess at this point in the story, they're just okay with it. And I'm like, wait... <laughs> that's when you know you run a show to the ground. Yeah, I didn't know that they... Uh, that was like the doing? one plot point they made in Fairy Odd Parents. Is yeah. it their secret? And if you anyone finds out about it, they go away. They go. They do some hard time. Man. Th- so wait, is it still going on? I don't, Are they I don't still know. making Fairy... Just... I'm looking this up. I yeah, we gotta, to we gotta get something. While you do that, I'm gonna shill on uh, Ka- Calvin and Hobbes for a while because... Unlike things like SpongeBob or whatever, um, Calvin and Hobbes is like a comic book strip, and it's like one of my favorite comic book strips of all time. It's like part of my childhood. But uh, he never let anyone do any um, merchandise on on it. He didn't want it to become like Garfield. Um, and uh, so all of those stickers you see of like Calvin pissing on people, like on the back of people's cars, that is not that is not official. It does not represent. <laughs> is there a taking stand against that? Yeah, those are so, because th- those stickers don't like. It's one thing like if you like there's fan made merchandise of Calvin and Hobbes. I think that's fine as long as it's like in the spirit of Calvin and Hobbes. You just hate that because that's not what he's about. It's not. I mean, Calvin's a little shit, but like that's like specifically like. I don't know. I don't I, I do like. Know what you mean it doesn't I, fit it. It's not. Yeah, I just, I just like that you're so mad about it. Um, it's just yeah. I mean, because I have a piece of, I have a, uh, my favorite artist, Watsky, he made like a Halloween uh, merchandise limited thing and it had Calvin and Hobbes on the back of it because he loves Calvin and Hobbes. And so like, that was awesome. But so what is, is a uh, fairly odd so parent still going? It's over. It, when uh, did it end? Butch Hartman left in 2018 and then it so, got canceled like two days later, but it ran up until 2018. So I mean no yeah that that must I mean because we were watching that one like in twenty I don't know what ten I mean it has like ten seasons oh man that's crazy I know there were I all really cool... expected more I'm surprised at the amount of rerun content oh yeah I mean because I mean yeah having like what ten years of 
content I mean, to just still ten is awesome. ten seasons is a lot. Yeah, you know what like really triggered people? It somehow triggered me, even though I'm honestly not the big of a fan of The Simpsons. Like I should never watch it as a kid. Um, is that one of the flashbacks in the new seasons of Homer has him as a '90s kid, like he's in the '90s, mm. even though the sh- he was in his '40s in the '80s. Like when did it come out? Like <laughs> I, it's so weird. What does that mean? Yeah. They're they're stuck in like a relativistic trap where their past <laughs> is always determined by what's the past uh, to when it's, it's like Batman. made. Dude, I uh speaking of okay, so good, good thing I, I thought of two really good game franchises, um, because obviously this year we just had the new Halo, the new Call of Duty, and the new Battlefield come out. And apparently the new Halo game is like everyone's game of the year, like the campaign is apparently fantastic. And then you have Call of Duty and Battlefield just like shitting the bed and like I don't know, like, Battlefield at least, like, they don't make a game every year. Like, Call of Duty, you can understand that, like, Call of Duty is garbage, because it's, like, every year... And that's why I always kind of put them a little bit, because it seems like they they were like, alright, we're going to try again, we're going to see, we're going to do something. Yeah. Sometimes it's Battlefield 1, ooh, Battlefield World War 1, it's pretty cool. Sometimes Battlefield Hardline, where, like, I don't know if Battlefield works as a cops and robbers game. I don't know how you do Levolution. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that one did very well. <laughs> but then again, would I? So, but yeah, but then the newest Battlefield still sucks. I mean, like that that was that's just bad development again. It's that that's why I said for the game uh, awards, I just wanted a game to come out that was good on release. Oh, that, that's why. See, Halo Infinite got delayed like four or five times, and everyone was shitting on it. Um, Wait, it came shitting out? on a free game getting delayed. Well, I the multiplayer is free. I don't think people knew it was free to begin with, but mm. I think people just are salty when things get delayed. But I I heard like a lot of really reactionary vitriol towards the game, but as the internet's cooled down more, I've been hearing more and more positive things. Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah, it turns out that those delays were what the game needed because the game, both multiplayer and I know pe- people don't like the cosmetic monetization of Halo Infinite's multiplayer and they got really toxic and they had to shut down the Halo subreddit um, because they were being too uh, toxic. But um, overall, outside of like these specific angry bubbles of the internet, uh, I mean, the delays helped it's Halo a free, Infinite. It's a free game. Yeah, exactly. Like the multiplayer. Yeah, like, like how are you going to complain? I mean, like, I I'm get it. I'm not normally one to be like, oh, look at how much they're giving you. But like for a video game... Like studio as big as uh, Microsoft doing yeah that? yeah I mean and lot. so the campaign is sixty dollars which at that point you know it kind of makes you think okay was well, the campaign really work but apparently it is I mean apparently the campaign I mean there's like yeah, Breath of the Wild the Halo yeah, yeah it's open like World sounds fucking sick I'm yeah honest. I was watching um my it's girlfriend like watch some that is delayed for a couple months but it will be okay so I'm just gonna wait until it's co op and then play I feel like what they're trying to do is like revive it because like in the zeitgeist i felt like halo has kind of been like losing relevance oh, yeah and i feel like they're trying to like make a push to get the zoomers playing it so that they have a whole nother generation of people to exploit for uh <laughs> you know nostalgia yeah i mean so but yeah i because it seems like it worked but i mean going to call of duty and battlefield there's, i just <sighs> there's those, those, those games where i'll be like and like you'll see gameplay of a new game, and you're like, bro. <laughs> like, the, and that's why Halo was. I'm like, I'm seeing the gunplay. I'm like, God, that gun effect, that gun sound effect. The grappling hooks, grappling hooks are sick in Halo Infinite. 
God, they added a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. And, and it, it is, it's incredible. You it can feels knock so a, a warhog and hook onto it with the leverage. Yeah, do like like have <laughs> you ever seen those? Sick. Have you ever seen those like videos or gifs of um, people playing Breath of the Wild and breaking the physics where they like go flying across the map? Like d- people mm-hmm. were already doing that in Halo Infinite like campaign by yeah like like Matthew said hit a warthog grappling hook it that momentum just <coughs> carries you like a hundred miles which the fact that the campaign map is like that long is is pretty awesome. Uh, have you seen the clip where the guy's in his head? This voice in his head, he's like, it's a computer. I can't, uh, it needs to be hacked. And then he's like, do you know how? No. And he just punches it. <laughs> oh, I actually have. <laughs> I walked in when uh, Caitlin was watching a Let's Play of, of that. Um, man, but like, wouldn't it be nice if Call of Duty, like, did what Battlefield did and then, like, just <laughs> released Call of Duty, like, every two or three years? Like, yeah. It would be nice. But, they make less money. money though, so. And you know what game really suffers from that? Daniel mentioned it before that we were recording, but Assassin's Creed. Oh, it's one thing mm. to make a shooter, like a multiplayer shooter. You kind of get it. It's like a seasonal thing. Yeah, you get the new characters. It's like fucking football for some reason. People, I never really understand it, but you get it every year. Yeah. Um, but for like Assassin's Creed is an open world game with a plot, which and, side and, quests. Yeah, and, and like there's all it's an open world game. And then for a while they were cracking one out. Like every, it was every year. year. Yeah. And then they Bro. were like Okay, so yeah, because then they were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we realize this isn't Even good. Far Cry doesn't do every year. See, but okay, that yeah, that's what perplexes. And that's like me. a super How generic. Do you still make terrible games <laughs> if you get if you have that long. I mean I know I mean that's oversimplification. That, that's a, what about Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. Oh my god, Cyberpunk, man. <laughs> no, let me tell you, that reeks of, like, middle management go, or going, okay, you need to improve, like, the fidelity of how this looks, like, and, you know, that taking precedence over finishing the game taking precedence, because yeah. it was, like, beautifully polished to, like, a mirror shine, but, like, where effort mattered, that being, like, the coding and, you know, I don't know about the gameplay, but I yeah. know it was broken on launch. I people still can't play it on the original uh, consoles. Really, it is it is still delisted, and I don't think it'll ever get listed again. I watched a comparison video, um, like just a minute comparison video, like this week, showing like 2018, 2017 when they were showing like the demo off at E3, and then like launch day on those or OG consoles, and it is like so bad. It looks like if you played like I didn't realize how bad those console versions looked it literally looks like old GTA games like GTA like San Andreas or stuff like that it, like, it's pretty bad it it's, is. the thing is is like when you actually play it it's still an RPG made by the same guys who did The Witcher so it's still like a good game you just realize like how much expectations really change your perspective on how a game should be mm. and Jesus Christ did they really try to shut that shit in Oh yeah, I I God, um, I used to watch Funhouse before like anything was out for that game, and it was the funniest thing when they would make fun of like when someone there was a whole article dedicated to them saying, "Guys, Cyberpunk confirmed on Steam," and and the other guys would be like, the, "All the other games were on Steam, but it's not <laughs> big news." It's like it's what we have right now, and like <laughs> they would have this. It was just so fucking good. Yeah, and then like it carried over. Like the hype was just so much that like every like everyone was excited for the game, and they're like. This game, you can be kind of trans, and shit was flipping out all over the place. And then it was like, you can also, I'm sorry guys, you can't be in third person. And it was like they made the giant apology, 
and like it was just so dramatic everything yeah and then every time they like delayed the game all the devs were getting like death can you imagine if that game hadn't got delayed like the four times it got delayed like it that needed was, to be delayed like three more times that was so but, funny is like you think yeah like they were really trying but it also may have been like evidence of like it's okay so I finished it and you're like okay uh, actually we'll work on it a little bit more okay they need to do the thing that um, Nintendo does and it doesn't Bethesda or as well where they like announce a game and then the game's out like six months later Bethesda did it with Fallout 4 and that was probably the best that was honestly cool I know Nintendo does that. Nintendo will be like, yo, um, you know how you guys have been waiting for a new uh, Mario Party game? Uh, it's out in like a month. And everyone's like, what the... F-? Like, everyone's like just like freaking out. I like, think that's a much better way of doing hype. Because if you like... I don't know. Hype is like building tension. And are you expecting like build people's excitement for like two years while you actually make the game? Yeah. Or do you want to like build their excitement for a month which is way easier and then just like have people buy your finished you don't really suffer from this attack on titan and um one punch man they both had like really kill like when they first premiered everyone loved it because it was season one of attack on titan season one of uh, one punch man i think like five years passed before either of them got like a second season and then the second season of one punch man at least is the worst shit on the freaking planet dude I, mean, I think that's a bit hyperbolic it was, it's yeah, not as that's good definitely hyperbolic <laughs> i i think it's it's just a it's just a hype expectation thing honestly it like is it is not, season two attack of one on punch titan man, season two it's so good yeah i was gonna say i, I still need to finish because uh, attack on titan's or, done done right two. no season four part two is going up finally gotcha wait wait really yeah that's all i was really for at least oh sick like how soon is it like out out i'm not uh, the biggest tell me tell me (laughs) matthew tell me (laughs) i don't know uh Um, five years from now no um, i don't know (laughs) but uh man i'm trying to think of other game franchises or things that either like are there any that like we wish were there were more of uh this isn't a game franchise but have you seen king and ashura the uh anime adaptation on netflix it is uh a Baki like show, but like it has a plot and it's really, really, really fun to watch. And they haven't updated it for season two yet because Netflix is full of cowards. So, oh, because that's uh, the one where it's just a bunch of like, fi- it's like a fist fighting. Yeah, it's like-, like a gladiatorial fist fight. Uh, and these like mega rich uh, corporate assholes are like playing this power game as the backdrop to this just giant tournament arc. Someone said, let's make an anime uh, that's just the entire thing is one tournament arc. So brutal. And they lean into it, and it's so good. So do, do you think it isn't getting renewed because it didn't do well enough, or because it's like a little bit more on the violent, brutal side? Well, first of all, that second thing wouldn't bother Netflix. And like, yeah, I guess it's true. It's not like it's been you know shut down or anything just netflix hasn't said anything and it's been like years so my hope is Dang. going away because it, it, it's based on a manga right that obviously yeah. has a lot of and the manga is really good i finished ashura and i got started on like the second follow-up manga omega okay yeah it's pretty good see like i wonder there were certain like character development things they didn't do in the anime and Honestly, with how much they crammed into, like, what happened in the anime, I, I could see certain things being dropped. Because when you read the actual manga, it's, like, kind of dense with, oh. like, the character interactions. Mm-hmm. Like, they flesh out all of the characters a lot, which was one of the things I liked the most about the show itself, was it took time to flesh out, like, 
each individual character. Characters that you thought would be like one-off joke <laughs> characters. The Mickey Mouse meme mascot, who's also like a biker gangster, has a backstory that gets fleshed out in the manga. It's great. That's insane. See, I wonder if Netflix owns the entire rights to that, or like if... Like, I wonder if that studio wants to go make it, but like because Netflix isn't giving them the go-ahead, they can't. Mm. I'm so interested in like, yeah, behind the scenes of... That's the one thing that is cool about Netflix, is that they like fund a lot of stuff but that's also the bad thing because they cancel a lot of stuff obviously they canceled oh that's something you you you, I fu- you fucking unlocked a secret memory of like what would be something i want to continue is the daredevil shit like all those series oh. luke cage and iron whatever the iron man no iron yeah, you want to give a little here, give a little like backstory not backstory but uh I probably know it, it. it's literally just like marvel yeah, there's like four Marvel shows on Netflix, and Daredevil and Jessica Jones are really good. And then they really did Luke good. Cage, that was like people said mediocre, right? And then there was the Iron uh, Fist that everyone that hated. Was, yeah, it was it wasn't good. It was just kind of annoying. And then they were gonna have a crossover show with all of. They did, and it was okay. See, I, I think yeah, it, it would be nice to have more of. Like, yeah, like you said, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I think that was an example. They went way too ambitious with that. They were trying to make their own little, like, MCU. I know it's Marvel, but, like, they were trying to make their own little, really like, were. five different shows that were all going to be running at the same time, and they were going to be intertwined. So if you watched one series, you really should be watching the all four other ones. Like, I think if they had just stuck to, like, two, they I think it could have been more fleshed out. Punisher was okay, too. But Punisher had some weird storytelling things. Was that a separate show, or was that season was three separate- of Daredevil? Oh, so that... Also, good news. There were six. Punisher. It was five. I guess it's six because yeah, the, the Defenders is his own thing. So I didn't know there were six. I thought every time someone said Punisher, I thought that was just in Daredevil season three. No, they they have a Punisher show. They made it after because Punisher was so popular. In Daredevil season three. Yeah, two. Or oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Man, so, what? Wait, have you seen the Punisher like show? I have. Yeah. What do they do with that? Because I'm curious, like, what you do with that character. It's very... You what annoys me is... Do you remember the guy in season one of Daredevil at the very beginning? He's, like, the gun dealer guy that's, like, the... the he always gets beat up, and that's his joke. Do you remember him, Holden? I remember you describing him to me. But he traffics women in the first episode. So I'm like, I don't know why they made him the butt of the joke. Because cause he, later on, all he does is does arm deals. I'm like, okay. But you kind of lose sympathy with him. Yeah, like, it's hard to, like, have that, like, humorous... Yeah, empathy for a character when yeah. They but anyway, do that like that same character, the Punisher just he shows up with the Punisher and he just doesn't kill him. He chooses that character to not kill. Mm. I'm like, okay, mm. Punisher, you've killed people for far, far less. Yeah, no, that's uh, I'm a I gotta I gotta look this up um because I think the um the adventures adventures of cookie and cream i think um is the Wait, is that the from video software game, right yeah d- from, software. from software game? Th- that they're the people that made dark souls right yeah that yeah. makes so, so much sense i didn't know that yeah so th- there was a game on the playstation 2 the so ds funny. and playstation 3 called the adventures of cookies and cream and it was my favorite game ever that no one would play with me and it was a co-op game where the screen was split in half and you both had to like do like things to help each other so one person would have to cross like a log bridge but that would cause the other person to have to like you know pull the logs in certain ways that needs a sequel and i find it hilarious that that game is made by the developers 
that made Dark Souls and stuff. Like that's one of their first games that they ever made. It is nothing like any of the Dark well, Souls. Isn't it games. like really hard? That's what I've heard from people. Rockstar I made. I can see that. I don't think I ever got far because no one. Rockstar made a pretty me. good fucking ping pong game. In the oh, middle really? of their GTA color. Like, in the middle of them making GTAs. They made a ping pong game. And apparently people that play ping pong games like it. The, like, it's a, it's a good ping how, pong game. How big of a market is, like, the ping pong video game? I don't know. Well, especially with VR. I've I've seen a lot of ping pong VR video. I have played a ping pong VR game. And it worked very well. And I was very impressed with it. And then I only played it for an hour. Because, I mean, I'm not the most <laughs> interested in ping pong VR games. But Bro, remember we rolling? No, bowling, not rolling. Wait, what? Bully? We bowling. Oh, we bowling? That- I remember throwing the ball back at the people behind me because I was evil. You could also throw it into other people's lanes. Oh, like, yeah, that was- I remember that. Wait, what happens when you throw it back? What happens? What happens when you throw a ball and it hits a me in their giant egg-shaped head? They just immediately die. No, but everyone just, like, jumps back. All the me's jump back and they uh, go, ah! or something like that. Um about the me's. Man, I'm trying to remember. Uh, okay, you want to? Okay, game franchise that the freaking Mario Party franchise. Or actually, not Mario. Okay, no, not Mario Party. I, Mario Kart, because I I realized the new Mario Party just came out, and I didn't even really care to get it. But Mario Kart, there has not been a new Mario Kart game in like eight or nine years now because they released whatever the newest one is on the Wii U, and then it's it might have been the Wii. No, 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 it was Wii U, but now it's Switch. <laughs> Nintendo is really weird because like Smash Ultimate is basically Smash Four, but they added a bunch of characters. Right? Yeah, and cha- yeah, it, they added all the characters, and then they obviously changed the gameplay a little bit. They sped it up a lot to make it a little bit more like Melee, which is why people actually like really like Ultimate because there were still people complaining about Four or whatever, rightfully so. But um, yeah, no, that's a that's an interesting thing. I'm trying to think any other game franchises that you guys think shouldn't should stop existing immediately or any games or TV shows gotta, or anything. No, there's got to be something that's continuing. Matthew, Family Guy's dead, Matthew, so we don't have to worry about that. Are you playing any games right now? Uh, I'm playing a little bit of uh, Total War Warhammer. I hope that the Total War series comes to a screeching halt. Matthew would probably be fine with that because he would just continue playing the current... No, no. Like, so bad game. they have to remove all copies <laughs> of Total War products. Actually, oh, I, I take that back. I I love Total War. <laughs> I know uh, uh, Caitlin uh, would really like them to make a new Viva Pinata game because she really liked that game, and I I um she wanted she wanted to play it, and I was like, oh well, like I was like I looked it up, and obviously it's on old Xbox, but you would have to have the game. But it apparently was on PC, and I was like, oh, you know, let me let me like buy this. You can't buy it um, digitally, and you have to pirate it and you have to do this whole crack thing because it was DRM'd through the Windows games on PC That's why whatever. I don't see me playing that game because I remember that being kind of popular when it came out. Yeah, no, it's just impossible to play. The, the, it took me like three hours to get it working for her. <laughs> and then, I mean, she played it so well, much. After me, you got me. a legal copy and then mm-hmm. transferred Well, Caitlin owns a legal copy. But no, yeah. I know your girlfriend was a neon ape, Holden. A neon ape. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, we weren't Viva supposed Pinata. to reveal that until the third season. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that after was the cancer arc where I uh, fake my death, or I mean, I die, um, <laughs> and then I come back in the fourth season. Okay, but, like, well, see, that's the what third happened last season, episode. I'll be haunting the set and shit. Yeah, any time that any of us like, you know, because 
we all have busy schedules. So like last week, uh, you got turned into a Ryan. We'll just canonically say that um, we're faking our deaths. Matthew's pulling my phone out of out of uh, I, out of I my was pocket. In finals. I wish I could have faked my death to like get out of. Oh, get out of those finals. Oh, just yeah. That entire week, I wish I could have just opted out of like being conscious. Man. Conscious. Yeah, I just hear everyone talking about um, people. You or lucky school. motherfucker! You got out after two years. I got in and Sometimes out. Sometimes when I don't feel like doing mm. math in my head while I'm driving, I'll call people and ask them what the answer is. Yeah, you did that <laughs> earlier. I was really confused. I did Wait, it like what? Uh, that was probably like three weeks ago. I was driving and I was like, "What's the square root of this number?" And he's like, "That." And I was like, "Thank you." Well, were you just curious? You were yeah. just thinking to yourself, "Yeah." I mean, <laughs> I, I did it to Bora today. What What was the question you asked Bora? What was the square root of twenty five? Five. Why did you, Wait, what? why did you need to why ask did, him? Yeah. Because I was curious. But how did but you not know the you answer? Not know to that? that I knew the answer. What, you were just checking to see if Boar knew the answer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> mister. Okay, mister. No, I was uh, I was streaming today, and I was uh, streaming Hollow Knight, which, speaking of which, they're making a sequel for, and it just keeps getting delayed. Not even delayed. They just haven't announced a release date. And every time, like, the Game Awards happen, everyone, the whole Hollow Knight community gets all hyped. You know, maybe, maybe there's some news will come out, and then literally nothing comes out about uh, Silk Song, and everyone's like... Like they always like post like the picture of Hollow Knight with like a clown wig on, like you know, like they're all like clowns for thinking that they would get any news. But that's a game. It's like take as much time as you want. Hollow Knight, one of the best games on the planet, um, and I know Silk Song will as well. But I was playing. Oh, is that what, what the fuck Silk Song is? Everyone was Silk Song about is it. yeah, the Hollow Knight sequel. Because originally Hollow Knight was a Kickstarter, right? And there was a Kickstarter milestone goal of oh, okay, well if we hit this goal, then um, you'll be able to play as that uh, Silk Song or the you know the female character. And that Kickstarter made so much money that they added so much content as free DLC and paid DLC to. Hollow Knight, but then they were like, okay, this whole playable character, this is so much, we're going to just turn this into a whole full-fledged game, which everyone is happy about, because that means we're going to get another Hollow Knight game, but I'm so hyped for that. But I was streaming, and two people that were watching were both like, yeah, there are hurricanes going on right now, but uh, I'm still I'm still watching this stream, and I'm like, okay, like, good, I, I'm, thank you, like, but please stay safe, and then, like, halfway through the stream, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, I, I, I had to go, uh, like, board up my windows, like, because my window is, like, cracking, and I'm like, what, like, you're giving them respite from the hurricane. I guess so. Guide them through E3. Cause I just want to let you know I'm bleeding out as I type this. <laughs> One of the board <laughs> was loose, and the wind forced it, and it shredded my lower abdomen. <laughs> I was, I was like, I was distracted by uh, your stream. I wasn't able to properly. The adrenaline uh, from your Binding of Isaac run is enough to let me type this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I uh, back when I used to work for my previous job, we had a virtual assistant. I think I told you guys maybe, but um, she lived in the Philippines, and she would just constantly be like. Um, oh, sorry, I got to get away. There's just an earthquake going on, and I would always be like, "Oh my, yes, please take as much time as you want." But like, she would just be like, like every month everything like in our house would just get knocked off the walls and like the Philippines is like a lot of hurricanes. I would not earthquakes I would or like to live in a Probably place both. that has a mean number of hurricanes of zero. Yeah. I mean, cause speaking of the Punisher, their president treats uh, the drug war as if every officer should have the same rights as the Punisher. Oh, that was a political. That's technically a political joke, but I'm fine with it. Cause it's not, it's not a very infamous like joke. 
You're a. When are you going to be a um, political comedian? Where you just go up? Did you stand up? My my bit would be do? I would be a, I would be a political comedian, but it would be a different, complete take of being a politician every time I went out there. What do you mean? Like you would? Like, I would. I would be super Christian fundamentalist one day, making fun of uh, evolution. And I would go on the next day with a business suit and I would talk about crypto and talk about how everything needs to be free market, even firefighters. Um, and then the next day, uh, I would get kicked off because of what I would be wearing. And then the next day... <laughs> wait, 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 rewind. I, I'm rewind, sure, rewind, I'm sure I, I don't think you could dress, be dressed up as like a Soviet soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sense. it depends on... Well, are you guys thinking something else? Well, I don't know. If you go to certain bars, you might like... Yeah, I was going to say... Also, can I you... I know places you would not get weird looks. Can well, you... you get weird looks, but they'd like you. <laughs> can you draft dodge by saying you're a communist? Because I saw someone... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is the right... Show. I don't know where a lot of this is the right show. I mean, because I saw bro. someone TikTok today and, and they were like, they were like, that makes it better. They were that making makes a so- joke about how they couldn't be in the army because they were part of the Communist Party of America. That, or something. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like somehow off, like they were, they just didn't hire from there, but I don't think that's officially true. Uh. Cause uh, I'd be a. Uh, I mean, I already got. So, I think yeah. I've 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 already got several ways to dodge draft. I think I'm like flat footed. I don't think you can be though. At the point of the, if a draft actually happened, they would probably get rid of a lot of the ways to dodge the draft. I would assume. What do you mean? Like they would also, just be like a draft at this point would be literal political like suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah, honestly, very unlikely. I don't think anyone on either side wants to. Draft. No, oh, yeah, right yeah, no, for for real. So, um, I mean, yeah, no, this was this was a hilarious podcast, honestly. Um, so I uh, <laughs> we ended on draft yeah, just, just add on, on we draft ended on dodging. the draft and draft dodging. <laughs> Come back to Neon Eights whenever you want. Yeah, lighthearted discussion about games. Watch our, the 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 people that watch our podcast all come from like um, Philippines and specifically are very strong supporters of the guy I made fun of. Watch oh yeah, no, yeah. That we're Matthew's gonna we're gonna get canceled, canceled because of uh because of that. Yeah, no. So because I guess he got voted in, so probably has some fans. I have no context or not context, but I'm not educated enough to speak on anything you would. But I'm not educated enough to talk on anything that we would probably talked on today. So. Especially the communist. Uh, well, you don't need a degree to have political opinions. <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, no. Hope you guys enjoyed us talking about completely random things at completely random times. Um, thank you, Toxic Lucidity, uh, for uh, you know giving us the uh, kind of theme thank of the, the episode. Um, thank you guys, everyone, for um, you know watching and listening. Um, and uh, you know the f- few of you that are you know like watching every episode and commenting and stuff, you know, really means a lot to us. Um, and uh, yeah, no, we appreciate you guys. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
Hello, and welcome to Pixel Perspective Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adrian, alongside my co-host and good buddy, not JJ. (laughs) (laughs) This is my wife, Amy, and she will be sitting in for JJ on this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got sick uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he, well, I I don't know if he wants to people, well, he posted it on Twitter. He got COVID and he's Mm -hmm. not feeling the best. and. so we are going to do a filler episode while he's recovering. Um, he's been out for about a week or two at this mm-hmm. point. And um, yeah, I've been checking on him. He's, he seems to be on the up and up. So uh, next episode will be regular, regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Some words are hard to say. And that was one of them. It is. Uh, Whenever I say words, I usually can see them spelled out in my head before mm-hmm. I say them. And then so I try to pronounce all those syllables and things come out. Anyway, yeah, we had, we had uh, originally scheduled to do uh, like a gift exchange special holiday episode this this episode. But uh, yeah, we're going to delay that. It'll probably be after the holidays and after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah, we'll still have make it happen. Um, but... Um, as we were talking about how we could do a show, we, uh, he suggested that I bring on my wife, Amy, and uh, I think we're going to have Owen on here as well, my son. It's a kind of a callback to the old Jabcast episodes, yeah. if, you, uh, if you are familiar with that at all. Um, Amy used to co-host with me um, on some episodes there, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a few episodes with Owen in it as well. So that would be a fun idea to, to do that and kind of reminisce a little bit. Um, but... The focus of our episode today is is really primarily going to, going to be on on Halo mm-hmm. and family gaming because family gaming is a big part of what we do here mm-hmm. in our family. So uh, all of us game uh, to some extent, some more than others. We all have a broad range of games that mm-hmm. we like to play or prefer to play, uh, but are, there are a few where we can come together and game together. And, and Halo is one of those games. So mm-hmm. I would say like when we first uh, started dating, like mm-hmm. we, we played games like, and then I, I'm not going to go too deep into this because this is topics we covered on yeah, Jabcast we- episodes. You can look us up on YouTube, the old Jabcast. It's just a bit gaming podcast uh, to find some old episodes of us reminiscing about some of the, uh, the games that we used to play. But uh, the GameCube is a system that Amy and I used to play a lot. She she bought it uh, to try to woo me, and I it did. worked. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it worked. <laughs> 19 years later, we're still <laughs> together. Still so <laughs> uh, We played like Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. Zelda, Wind Waker, uh, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. several of those GameCube games together. And it was, you know, we kind of got our start as a mm-hmm. gaming couple. It only seems natural that our kids would would uh, fall into those. Yeah, it'd be as well. weird if they didn't. I think. Yeah, really, for sure. But uh, so another thing that we really got into is is Halo. Mm-hmm. We bought an Xbox specifically for Halo Two when it launched, mm-hmm. and we wanted a game to play together. Um, and we would play mm-hmm. split screen online with a bunch of our friends, and just had a really really good time with it. So. 
uh, it was a big part of uh, a good solid a year. Clan. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a big part of what we were doing. We had probably a group of eight to ten people, mm-hmm. I would say, that would play on a regular basis. And when I mean regular basis, I mean Nightly. every night. Yeah, <laughs> every night for hours. Yeah. You know, two, three, four hours a night, every night. Um, my uh, my grades in college took a hit as a result. You know, so <laughs> uh, we made it. <laughs> we did make it, but uh, yeah, Amy and I would play split screen. I was Birdazoid, she was Miss Mamie, mm-hmm. and uh, we would play online together with with our clan. And we had other friends there that were couples, um, mm-hmm. so that was kind of nice. Oh man! And uh, yeah, we had a good broad range. There was people that I knew personally and in real life, and then there were people that we only knew through the game, right? And we all just kind of came together and, and started playing Halo. And it was it was a lot of fun. We got very competitive with it. Mm-hmm. But it was also just a fun social activity right. for us. I mean this I think is, the competitiveness wasn't among each other. It was like with other we against were a other great teams. team. Yeah. Yeah. So But I mean we like did that. play against each other a lot. I mean if there was eight of us on we'd we'd do right. team deathmatch and against each other and that was a ton of and fun. And it was fun. Yeah. That was a fun competitive nature. Or capture the flag. Yeah. yeah but the <laughs> The, the best part about that was just coming together. This is before any of us had kids. We were all still in college and things. And um, so we were just enjoying the game time together and, and uh, just hanging out, you know. And as we started having kids, that's when time. Time shifted away. Yeah. People, people grew up, started, started their careers. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people left. Um, and so our, our clan slowly died. Ah. We went through Halo 2. We played a lot of Halo 2. And in Halo 3 um, is when things started to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, I'd say consistently we were playing a lot. Um, and then we shifted to games like Gears of War, mm-hmm. Call of Duty. What was the hide-and-seek game that I watched you guys play? That was uh, Splinter Cell. That was one of my most favorite things to watch and to play. That wasn't really. That was before Halo, though. Was it I would really? Say. Yeah, that okay. was like when. That was when uh, back in the day when I would used to play with my friend Joel and. Um, who else? They need to bring Max, that back. Michael is what I think they should bring back. Yeah, something like that. I miss that for sure. That was a lot of fun. It was cat and mouse, like uh, spies versus mercenaries. It was adult hide and seek, is what it was. <laughs> Pretty much, the spies had the upper advantage in being able to crawl around and mm-hmm. sneak around up and gutter systems and things like that or not gutter uh air ducts mm-hmm. and uh the mercenaries so the mercenaries had uh guns and grenades heat. and things like that and heat well no spies had oh did they the heat goggles anyway it was it was just a fun game of cat and mouse i do miss that game though <laughs> but uh back to my story we were playing call of duty gears of war and i would say like midway through Maybe to the end of the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. life cycles when things started yeah. dying down, and we really haven't done much since then. Mm-hmm. So, or at least as a group, no. uh, yeah, and we've lost touch, which is really sad. Yeah, I miss, I miss that. I, I do too, for sure. But as we got older, I think um, with kids, and especially as our kids got older, we started introducing them to those games mm-hmm. and uh, playing games like. Well, with Owen, I play Fortnite with him pretty regularly. Uh, Amy still plays a lot of Call of Duty. Um, 
I'll and, play Fortnite with you guys sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's kind of where things kind of get different because she loves Call of Duty. I'm not huge into Call of Duty, but I will play it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen, same thing. He's huge into Fortnite. I'm not real into Fortnite, but I will definitely play it with him as, as a way to spend time with him. Um, but I think Halo is, is really my game. I love Halo. That's where I started mm-hmm. with my online gaming. And that's where I'm really passionate about it. And yeah. uh, so I've been trying to introduce uh, Owen to in- Halo Infinite. And uh, because Halo Infinite, I started playing the, the multiplayer beta. It feels like mm-hmm. a classic Halo game, but it's got the updates. Yeah, the visual updates. The uh, it, it feels like it's familiar, but not at the mm-hmm. same time. And if, it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And our birds are going crazy. Sorry. So sorry if you can hear all that. It's because we're in here and they hear us. Yeah, and they want us to take them out, <laughs> which we could do, I guess. Um, so Halo's been been Halo Infinite has been the game that uh, I've been trying to get us all back onto. Mm-hmm. I've got it on my PC, and we've got it on our Xbox Series X, and so we're able to play together mm-hmm. and on different consoles and. It seems like I've got a lot of friends on there. JJ's been playing with us. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, my old uh, podcast co-host, yeah. uh, is also on there with us. My brother, Brody. Um, who else has been on there? Uh, I mean, the kids. So Malone. And yeah, Ryan's Owen. Ryan's son, Malone. Owen. Uh, Amy plays with us occasionally. It's been a lot of fun. It, it kind of feels like a callback to it's funny those times. Whenever. Owen and I get off and then you get to play with your friends. It sounds very much like, like it used to. Yeah. It's it's funny. So I think, I think it would be a good idea to talk about Halo Infinite and why I feel like it calls back to that. Why it Mm -hmm. feels like that familiar, that familiar uh, time. So like, I'll start with you. Like what are some of the things about Halo Infinite that remind you of old school Halo 2, Halo 3 days? Well, I've always said, gaming is very social to me. Um, and what, what was perfect about Halo 2 when we were playing it is that we had this really great close-knit group um, mm-hmm. that all played together. And we have fun. And yes, we might tease each other, but it's never mean. Um, and that's, that's what I feel like it, it feels exactly, again, like we've got the people that we play with. We enjoy each other. We have fun doing it. Um, and to me, that's that's my favorite part of gaming is yeah. is the social aspect. So we've covered in the past before. Amy is very much a social gamer. <laughs> I'm more of a single player type of gamer, but I do appreciate and like the social aspects of gaming. Just I have to be in the right mood for it. If that makes sense. <laughs> As an introvert, it's sometimes I'm in the mood for social gaming. Sometimes I'm really not, and it's just it just depends on my mindset that day. And it feels like with age that socialness like gets like uh less and less so you're like an old cranky man yeah (laughs) i I, it's something i always said i like i don't want to be that cranky old man but man you could feel it like something in your body and your brain just like doesn't want to be social it's so weird well and i think you have a low tolerance for like kid like behavior because we have grown older to where we're not i don't know there's like kid kid like behavior that you're like It's annoying. I don't think that's really it, though. I think it's really? more like social. Like, I all I hear is kids. You don't like 
am kid. No, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really can't explain it, but I still do mm-hmm. yearn for the social activities. I still want to play multiplayer games and you know what it is actually yeah. i think <laughs> as i get older when i go to work all day and i come home i'm just tired and i went online yeah, that and makes just, sense just, it does it's just uh your my mental capacity is at overload and i just need well, to you you've always decompress. used games yeah to decompress and for me is i've been if i'm stuck here or if i've been at work mm-hmm. i'm looking for a way to socially engage and it's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i find that it, uh, if I were to game multiplayer game like earlier in the day, I think I would have a lot more mm-hmm. time or not time, but energy for it. It also just shows why <laughs> so gaming is so this. perfect. <clears throat> like it doesn't matter for like extroverted people, introverted people. Like mm-hmm. there's a way, and that's why it fits so well into our family. Like it's and everybody uses games the way. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like uh. Katie, one of one of our daughters, she games a lot, but she is one of those. Um, she's a single player gamer primarily. She mm-hmm. she does play like Splatoon too. That's that's her fun mm-hmm. multiplayer game. And uh, uh, what's that game she plays all the time? Um, Genshin Impact. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's another multiplayer style game. I guess it's mm-hmm. still got a lot of single player elements. But right. she loves like Shadow of the Colossus and Eco and Team Eco and the games <laughs> that they put platinum. out. She's Platinum, the Shadow of the Colossus right. uh, uh, remake, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, on the PS4, and she loves that game. She's yeah. she's beaten that game countless times. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times she's beaten that game. It's good. It seems like every day she's like, oh, I just beat it again. Yeah, like, I beat it twice today. And I'm, what? <laughs> she's mastered that game more than I thought could be possible. <laughs> and uh, well, Owen is fingering 10 to me right now, so she beat the game 10 times at least. So, uh, yeah, but that's her style of game and she has a lot of fun with it, but, uh, like Caroline, she's, she's into the Pokemon and Kirby. She's my oldest daughter or our oldest daughter. Um, she doesn't game, (laughs) she doesn't game a lot. I think she plays probably more mobile games, social mobile games than anything. Um, and then Libby, our youngest daughter, she, she doesn't really game that much. She, I I see Libby a lot like me. Libby likes to game when we're gaming yeah. together. And if, if it's like a together thing, she really likes to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she doesn't game too much, which is, which is fine. She, mm-hmm. she loves her anime and her, um, it's my girl. Yeah. She'll, she'll watch. She's, <laughs> she's more of like an anime movie buff. She loves to watch. I also think she movies. likes to do sports too. Like she does yeah. the volleyball. And so, yeah. So anyway, we got a little bit off tr- track here. Uh, Halo Infinite. <laughs> so, all of your sentiments exactly ring true yeah. with me. But I would also say, like, the game feels mm. like classic Halo. Like, yeah. uh, you're playing as Master Chief again, in the, at least in the single player campaign. And you have the ability to customize your characters and stuff, but it's more focused on the fast paced action fun of mm. 4v4 multiplayer action, whether it's. Right capture the flag or oddball or mm-hmm. team slayer. They also have big team battle. I don't like big team battle quite as much. Mm. It's, a, it's a bit more chaotic than I prefer. How big of a teams? Like- uh, I don't remember. I want to say it's like eight versus eight, um, but it might be, bad. might be bigger than that. I don't know, but it's, it's, uh, it brings back like you are not, I mean, you could level up your character and buy cosmetic items and things like that, but you're not, 
buying new guns and, you know, like right. the Call of Duty model where you're yeah. leveling up to upgrade your character. And it's like, it, it, that's fun and all, but I feel like I like the simplicity that of that's Halo true. where you're not really focused on that. You were more focused on your rank and what rank you were. If you remember in Halo mm-hmm. 2, you could, you could rank up, but you could also lose ranks. If yeah. you lose games, you could drop levels. And that was like the game's way of uh, matching you up with other yeah. people who were at your skill level. Which is nice. That's one of the things like with Call of Duty. Like if you are paired with a group, like yes, I know that they have, you know, levels and stuff like that. But it's not fun whenever you've got a team that is just, it's like it's like NBA playing against like a middle school. Yeah. And then it I takes mean, the fun out of it. It's like and a type of competitive. Yeah. So that, that is something that was always nice about everything. So it was, it was a way to keep things on even playing field mm-hmm. and it made sense to back keep it then. enjoyable, but it was also something that I felt was a really good way to keep me on top of my game. Like if I drop a rank, Oh, I was so like upset about that. And I was like, I have to get back up. I remember 30, level 30 was like my target mark. And I, once you reach 30, is like keeping it above 30 and not dropping below 30 was my target. I don't know if you thought about it the same way or not. I didn't because I've never, even though I love to play these games, I'm not the strongest player. Like, I think for me, the social aspect is my most favorite part that I don't have quite as much push to like perfect things. And so yeah. my motivating factor is not. Maybe if you guys like actually got mad at me, <laughs> I might I might care a little more. But. Yeah, no, it's just fun though. I mean, we didn't care really if we won right. or lost, and those close matches were always just an yeah. exciting time. Yeah, but like besides the ranking system and uh, identifying where you are, like skill level wise, the other thing that was really cool was you don't have to worry about your loadout and things like that. You go right. onto the map. You have everybody starts off with the same guns. Yeah. Then it's up to you to go find the weapons on the map to use and the vehicles. Um, but I'm, I'll focus on the weapons first. But you, if you want a sniper rifle, you're going to have to fight with other people. You have to either run. on your team or on the other yeah. team, like calling up that sniper rifle with your team. And then you have to go run and pick up that sniper rifle before. Or at, right as it spawns, because after right. it's picked up, it's going to be a while before it spawns again. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a competition. And that's also kind of cool because it draws both teams to that location. If yeah. that was a popular weapon, let's say, and uh, makes things a little bit chaotic in that area. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more it's it's the simplicity of, of everything starts off equally and it's purely skill based. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter what your loadout is and what you prefer to use. Right. If you prefer to use the BR, the battle rifle. Then you go find that BR and yep. make sure you have it. So that way you can do some damage. But also you have to get used to using the other weapons too. Like if you want to be effective at a game like Halo, you have to know how to use all the yes. different weapons. And uh, you also have to know the maps really well. So mm-hmm. Halo is one of those games like, and I think this stands true for all multiplayer games. You have to play those maps multiple times, yeah. learn them, understand the nooks and crannies, understand like if you're running away from somebody, where can I run quickly right. and hide and maybe get an upper hand and get the kill that I need? Right. Or if I need to, if I've got somebody real weak and I need to, I'm also real weak and I need to get out of there. Yeah. Where can I throw a grenade to hopefully take that person out, but keep me in the clear. So understanding where the walls might reflect that throw of the grenade, 
or understanding where the map ends so you don't right. fall off the edge or anything like that all comes with just knowing the maps right. like like the back of your hand. I feel like I'm getting to that point with Infinite. I was Infinite. just going to say, for me, that's the one thing that I wish that I saw more is I really wish there was like some old classic maps. Um, I'm sure oh, there will be. I'm sure there will be. I'm ready. Are you listening? I'm ready for this. They were simple. I think these maps are a little bit more complex than I would like. Um, I, they are and they aren't. They're simple maps. They're short, right. small, simple little small. maps. The ones we've been playing the most, anyway. Like, there's one map where it's... You've got a... Uh, it's like multi-tiered. There's like three levels. And it's an open area out, outdoors. And there's a building in the middle of it. And it's it's basically a symmetrical map. So both sides of the map look the same. Mm. Um, but you, but there's a pit in the center and there's a pit all the way around it. So you can either fall down in the center or fall down on the edges and around. There's also vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great capture the flag map, but it reminds me of, uh, I never knew the names of this. It reminds me of, uh, uh, the one in halo, maybe it was halo three that had the center area and, uh, you had a tower in one end and then there was another end where the ghost would spawn or the band. No, the ghost, the flying one mm-hmm. would spawn. And yeah, this was in halo three. And then you could get like the invisibility and go up to the middle battleground. I called the middle center area, like the battleground. And mm-hmm. it's just, just this round arena basically. Um, and it kind of reminds me of that one a little, a little bit. Um, but there's also shorter maps that, that like there's a midship looking map where it's an all indoors like spaceship type mm-hmm. environment. Um, there's you know the big team battle maps are massive, um, mm-hmm. but still still not not too big to where you don't you feel like you're running forever to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just if it feels like they got it right with this, I'm mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with it. Uh, the other thing that really calls back to classic Halo to me is. They've got they've introduced new guns in this game, mm. and it's taken me a little bit of time to understand how to use them effectively. Uh-huh. But you don't have to aim down the sights, you know, anymore. Like mm-hmm. that is something that's like I think Call of Duty started, and it's like been their thing. And every first person shooter since then does that, right? But Halo is has it's got the classic. You just aim down the down the down the uh, what is it the uh, the iron side, you just aim with the little cursor that they give you. There is no right. pushing right trigger to aim, although you can if you want to. Right. I just find that it's less effective in the Halo game to aim down the sights than it right. is just to fire from the hip. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's that part of it is a lot of fun to me. Um, the grenade, the uses of the grenade, it's like crucial that you understand how to use the grenade in, in Halo. Um, and it's also crucial that you know how to. Beat somebody with that the is, back of your gun. Can I tell you that that has always been one of my most favorite things? And in Call of Duty, you can do that, or at least I'm not as good, and it's less. It seems harder. It is harder, but in Halo, it is the most satisfying thing ever to be shooting, and then your gun runs out, and then you guys are kind of like, oh, and you push that <laughs> button, and you get them, and it is like the best, most exciting feeling. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's like the first person to mm-hmm. to punch you, basically. I still, in Call of Duty, try and do that, because I'm literally conditioned from my Halo days yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, me much. too. Like, it, But it, 
I think from so many years of playing Call of Duty and other multiplayer mm-hmm. games, I've lost that edge, that touch. I haven't played a good Halo game right. since Halo 3, honestly. like <laughs> I liked all the ones that came after it, but they did not have the same impact that, that Halo 2 and 3 had on me. I feel like Halo Infinite is, a, is calling back to those days for me, big time. And uh, I just enjoy, like, when you when you hit somebody, it takes two hits to take somebody down. Or if their health is already down, yep. it just takes one hit to kill them. Mm-hmm. So it, and these maps are so small that you're usually right next to yeah. each other when you're battling anyway. Yeah. Especially when you're playing games like Capture the Flag or Oddball. It's like everybody is right next to each other yeah. anyway. So um, I definitely have a lot of fun with that. But also just... I feel like there should be some more maps, and maybe they're going to introduce more maps mm-hmm. later on, but it seems like there's only, like, three maps that we consistently play. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're fine. Oh, I said... They are, yeah. You said, yeah, I was expecting you to oh, follow no. it up. No, oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking, like, there aren't that many maps. But, you know, the cool thing about this is, is still, like, overwhelmingly, the game is... Is perfect. Not like for us, how it fits in with us and, yeah. and the callback. And so even though I, you know, I'd like to see um, old callback maps and maybe some more, more maps in general, you know, if they didn't, I'd probably still play it a lot. <laughs> Another thing this game does well is they still want to incorporate like uh, visual aesthetics to your character. Mm. So you can get gun skins and you can get different types of armor and other skins for your, your character, your Spartan. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if you change the colors on your Spartan, even though it's red versus blue, most of the time mm-hmm. they just put like a blue or red, like uh hue. Over yeah. <laughs> where you still retain your colors that you chose, but you just have this like air right. uh, aura around you that, that says what you are, uh, what team you're on. And that's really cool. Um, but I mean, like, it's just, oh, and vehicles. I wanted to talk about vehicles. Yes. They brought back the Warthog. They brought back uh, the Ghost and the Banshee. And uh, those are all so much fun. There's even the Wraith is in there, the big tank. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not the Wraith. Um, it was the it was the human tank, and I can't remember that one. Scorpion. Okay. The Scorpion. They brought that back. And it's a lot of fun, like, getting back into those. Like, one of the things that we used to do in Halo 2 a lot, especially on... Yeah, yeah, and especially on those big <laughs> long maps where get into the Warthog and my buddy Max would drive and I would yep. gun and we would just roam the field killing people with, with the Warthog. He would run people over and I'd shoot him down with the, the Gatling gun on the back. And We should have made... Every time we got a kill, it's a like, t-shirt. you're dead, you're dead. You know, we both very, say, you're, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> like, you're Oki dead. accent type of thing. It was fun because yeah. in that game, like people could hear you after they died and they hear you're dead. Yeah. It was just our way of quickly, like, uh, <laughs> you know, giving them a little jab, the insult to injury. Talking. You know what? That's, you don't really get this in this game anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't all about your mom, this and your mom, that no. and racism and all that stuff that people do online. Kids do online. It's so ridiculous. See, there's it was a just, kid's phrase I was talking about. It was just, it was permanent. Prominent back then too, like right. all that. that it that, started that back then. Yeah. No, and we hated that, and we would mute people immediately if they were being that way. Right. Um, but it was just fun way. Like it's it's perfectly harmless. Harmless. You're dead. We You're were dead. stating a fact. You are dead. So it was just a fun way to quickly get that jab and in. We like we got to be. I was not again. I was not the strongest player. We were a really good team, and we got a lot of wins. Yeah. So, 
you know, I could see how it might have been a little frustrating for people because you wouldn't just say you're dead once and be like, like you're constantly, dead. you're dead constantly. I mean, we would be racking up <laughs> thirty plus kills a match, you know, yeah. um, per player, or well, actually, not it was like two fifty. So like, getting thirty kills is amazing. You dominated that game, uh, but yeah, it was just it was just a lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad that we we're able to get some of that back and have it do it with the kids. Yeah, and do it and, and share that experience with our yeah. kids exactly. Owen with Owen especially. I'm <laughs> glad he's enjoying it. And Malone, Malone's been playing a lot with us. And uh, it's just Owen Braxton, Braxton, oh, uh, my that's nephew. Right. That's, he plays with us too. It's basically it. That's what it is, though. It's like when you're in Halo, you're all family. Like, yeah. The way, like, even if you're not blood related, <laughs> you're just family. And it's just, it's calling everybody together. Like, it seems like the game that's drawing everybody together. And I love that mm-hmm. because, you know, you, Call of Duty's been around so long now that, you know, either you like it or you don't. And I, I feel like a lot of my crowd is on the don't like it mm-hmm. side. Um, we're just kind of sick of it, honestly. It really hasn't done anything to change things up in all these years. And they put out a new game every year. And it's just more of the same. So having an absence of Halo for as long as we have Mm -hmm. and bringing it back now just seems like the right time. And it's fun. Yeah, I can see that. Um, It's also fun to be able to just get everybody together and and have fun and just yell at the the monitor and get excited and share that with 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 new new friends and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, people that didn't play with us then or playing with us now. And that's been that's been the case with this. and. it just, it, I keep, we keep saying it, but it just feels like I'm bringing back those old times. So yeah. if we haven't made it clear enough. Abundantly clear. Yeah. Halo Infinite <laughs> is an amazing game. And whether you're an old school Halo fan or not, it's I think it's definitely worth checking out. Especially if you have Games Pass. It's free on Games Pass, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah. Um, also, this is... Something, uh, the, what is it? The campaign just came out. Mm -hmm. And so I just started the campaign. I haven't done that yet. Tell me. It's so good. It is so, so, so good. It, it's heavily focused on story Mm -hmm. and, uh, it starts off really, really strong with, um, some things happening to master chief. And then you meet up with this guy on a spaceship and you, you, this is kind of spoilers, but it happens within the first you know, very, very short section of the first part of the game. Um, anyway, um, you find out that, you know, the, 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 the aliens have won, or in this case, it was the, uh, I can't remember the name of them. It starts with the B, but anyway, they basically destroyed the human army and, um, you know, the human race in general. And so it's, it's like up to master chief to try to take that back. And, Hmm. And regain the, um, regain the the, the loyalty, mm-hmm. not the loyalty, but the, like the. There's a word I'm looking for, and I can't think of it. But he's basically trying to build it back up, right? And that's how it starts. And it sounds starts on a kind of a somber note, but it it quickly starts to make you feel mm-hmm. the impact of what's going on and the impact of you are the person, you are Master Chief, you are the one who is going to rebuild this and. And, and take back what was once mm-hmm. yours. Um, but you, the graphics in the game, I got to talk about the graphics for a second. Yes. Because they look incredible. I was going to say something. I, yeah, I agree. It is one of the best looking games I've played 
this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first person shooter wise, anyway. The, the the way that they animate the human characters looks so cool. Like their mm-hmm. eyes, especially, stand out to me. Um, they look just very well animated and almost realistic. Um, it's believable. It's definitely mm-hmm. definitely cool. But also, like, it feels like, again, like an old school Halo game. You start mm-hmm. off in a ship and you are fighting grunts and um, the guys with the shields, I can't think of their names. And you're fighting, like, the brutes and the, um, yeah, just. You know, it's funny. It's the, the way grunts the game are spouting looks now, off their one liners and everything like they used to do. Yeah. Anyway, the, sorry. The way the game looks now is the way I think I remember the game. Yeah, exactly. And then when you see the game, you're like, the, like back then you're like, Oh, Whoa. Like it, it almost feels like it hasn't changed because I felt like it was <laughs> so crisp and clear and, and so good. And, I mean, you, you, what you say is correct. Yeah. It feels like how you remember it. Feeling. Right. And look, or it looks like how you remember right. it looking. <laughs> Until you actually see what it looked like. And, uh, but I mean the storyline, I, I would say the storyline is, one of the better storylines I've, I've played in a video game period. It's just so far I'm enjoying the heck out of it and I want to see it through. Like I want to keep going and, and understanding what's going on with, mm-hmm. with this world. Um, that's something like, I don't feel like I got with the last couple of halos. Like I was probably completely checked out with those. They seem to lose that, that, uh, that feeling what that halo is known for. I think it got a little bit more focused on trying to compete with, Call of Duty. Yeah, I could see And it that. got a little bit more futuristic and it, it was losing its 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 simplicity. The simplicity, but also like the the music and the atmosphere mm. and everything like that that goes into a Halo game to make <gasps> it feel music. like a Halo game. Yeah. Do you remember when Owen was tiny and he yeah. loved that Halo song and he'd go, he'd say, Mama, ah and I first was like, What? Ah <laughs> and I it it took a while for me to realize that he's asking for that. Which which one is that that plays the song? Yeah, all of them. That is like the main Halo theme song. He, oh, that song. Yeah, um, I would say that all that all was was lost pretty much when Bungie mm-hmm. uh, stopped developing the games and yeah. three four three took over. I think three four three uh, kind of lost some of that that essence and. They have figured something out and done their homework or something and really honed in on Halo Infinite to bring that feeling back. Yeah. And uh, they've they've knocked Love it out it. of the park. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I really am. Uh, it's, it's a game I want to get good at. I keep saying yeah. that, but I haven't been able to put in as much time as I used to. You know, adulting. Adulting takes all your time. So... <laughs> Especially adulting with a with a big family and yep. you know two working parents and it's hard to fit that time in, but we do. Yeah. And uh, it, it's I won't be as good as I once was, but I'm going right. to at least give it a good effort. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is there anything else that you want to talk about or say about Halo? I don't think so. I'm I'm really enjoying that it feels like. The old times, but yet still keeping its newness. Um, it's a really great balance between all the things that I liked. And like, there's a lot of room for even more stuff, like new stuff. That's really nice. So mm-hmm. it's just, I can't wait to see, cause it hasn't been out that long. It's just the only thing it can do is get better, which is right. 
<laughs> which is exciting. They're going to keep adding to it and, and modifying it and with mm-hmm. updates and stuff. It's going to keep going, getting better. Um, I do want to bring Owen over here. Oh, yeah. Owen, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Come on over here, bud. We're going to have Owen bring some insight to yeah. <coughs> this, Halo. This generation. <clears throat> but also, just I want to let him talk about what he's been playing. He's 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 our biggest gamer, I yeah, would say. Like, this is Owen. Here, why don't you stand yeah, right here, bud? Right here, buddy. So, Owen, we've been talking about Halo. Yeah. We would like to get your feelings on Halo, your impressions mm-hmm. on Halo. What I want. <clears throat> you nervous? It's no, okay. It's okay. Through. Okay. Um, what I like about Halo is you can just, if you don't want to do storyline, you don't have to. And if you want to do storyline, just get on and mm-hmm. then get on with your friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I like shooting games because. I like getting my stress out, and I, Dude, I and I would like to shoot people, but not actually hurt them. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like the way you put that. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, I gotta shoot this dude, but not really. I don't want to, but in the game, it's okay. I love it. But what else? What else do you like about it? What else do I like about it? Halo specifically. Yeah. Um, I also like, just like all the vehicles you can get, Yeah, like mm-hmm. you can discover new vehicles and some of the vehicles are really cool. Like the turrets. On the yeah. Warthog? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like being able to be included with like daddy and his yeah. friends and yeah. Braxton and Cousin. Malone. It's kind of fun to be able to play with everybody. Um, what do you think about... What is your favorite gun, you, would you say? My favorite gun is probably the Spiker. So the Needler? Yeah, the Or needler. the Spiker? I think there's two. Which one are you talking about? The one that's got the purple spikes out of it? Or yeah, the one needler. that shoots the spike? The yeah, Needler. Yeah, that's yeah the Needler one. is a good... Uh, it's a fun game. I feel like the Needler is even a little bit more accurate than it used to be. Whenever you aim at somebody, it, the needles kind of hone in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like they're a little bit more accurate this time around. Yeah. They feel a little different. What about beating people? Like, <laughs> Owen's good at getting the beat down. <laughs> He's really good at it, actually. Once, oh boy. once um, my, my uh, uncle said, I'm better than you, but I got 31 kills, and then Dad got, like, how much did you I get? I got, like, 26. Yeah, 26. And he got, like, 21 or something like no, that. No, he got, like, 13. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember. He's never going to let him live so, that down. Yeah, his uncle, my brother Brody, he's, he's a bit of a trash talker online. Uh, in a fun, I was fun gonna say way. not, and yeah, he's he's a he's a silly like teasing yeah, trash talker. It's not like he doesn't get angry trash talker. No, he's no, just, no. He's he's he does it. To, it almost kind of like encourages yeah. you. Yeah, like, well, fine, I can do it. So he he was giving Owen uh, a hard time about not not <laughs> carrying the team or you know being the one that was <laughs> uh, take dragging the team down. Let's say 
And uh, then we get to the scoreboard, and Owen, like, <laughs> rocked it. Like, he he was so much better than all the rest of us. I was blown away. This dude can play a first-person mm-hmm. shooter, like, really well. I'm impressed. And I play Fortnite a lot. And yeah. sometimes people don't really want to play, so I play it solos. Yeah. And um, I always get in, like, top 20 or top 10. That's pretty good. Better than what mom would do. And you can't, if you die once, you can't go back. Right. Yeah. Permadeath. Permadeath. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got his practice on, on Fortnite. So let me ask you about Fortnite then. Um, what do you like so much about Fortnite? Why is Fortnite the game that, that is the one that you keep going to? Fortnite, I I like the design of it. I like how you mm-hmm. can build. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... You're pretty good at that. I I've never been able to figure out that me- like mechanism. <laughs> I well. I'm still trying to learn how to build fast. I'm I can build kind of fast. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And um I'm I'm not really someone who like hides and try to get victory. I'm more like a battle guy. Yeah. yeah. Instead if I see a fight, I just go right into it. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> Even if I'm at low health, I still do it. Yeah. For the fun. Well, the building aspect is a lot of fun for you. I also noticed that you play a lot of um, on the on the map that you're basically. It's just like a playground, basically. It's mm. not like a regular map. So it's like a, a way for it's like a sandbox, I guess. Yeah. So it's a way for him to go in there and just yeah. play around with all the different guns and all the different. Anything you can really access in the game, yeah, he gets experiment. You with can all you can also make it where it's just you and your friends, and mm-hmm. you can yeah. make it where it's three hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Battle Lap. But also, uh, he really likes the skins and unlocking yes. skins, like the Battle Pass. It's a motivating for him. Yeah, having the Battle Pass motivates him to unlock the skin. Like right now, I guess the new season just came out, and he's wanting to get Spider Man. But and you a have foundation. To, what what level do you have to be to unlock Spider Man? A hundred. A hundred. A level one hundred, which is And he a does lot. it every season. Like he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like um chapter two season seven. Um I wanted Rick and he was tier one hundred, so I actually got Rick. Yep. And I actually got almost to the rainbow uh things, so that means I almost got every single thing in the battle pack. Wow. Nice. Yep. I even got um Superman. Is yeah. that what you've been playing in there while we were talking is Fortnite? Maybe. <laughs> he unlocked uh he unlocked Superman for me. <clears throat> he'll yeah. get on there. He knows that I can't play as much as him, but he'll get on my game and unlock things for yeah. me, which is always awesome and appreciated. Uh it is fun to unlock different skins and things mm-hmm. and use them in the game. I I wish um <laughs> Fortnite made it where they can like go back in different seasons mm. because uh my most favorite season was chapter one season eight it it was really fun it had like a volcano and it had like really cool characters it had like a, a pirate and he can turn into a full skeleton and have glows nice that's cool and you can turn into a banana yeah banana man yeah he calls it Banana Man, <laughs> but his real name is Peely. 
And you could turn into like this ninja dragon thing. That's cool. So like you can change the different color of his suit. Uh, you can make it where like he's a half ninja, kind of a half dragon. Um, I think as time goes on, they may start doing callbacks to previous seasons. Mm-hmm. They they already have. They, have they? Yeah, they brought back some uh, old maps. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, it only makes sense when you're going for as long as they've been going um, and changing things up so frequently. Mm. You'd want to bring back some of that stuff for people. So, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and apparently they, for some reason, they added Dwayne the Rock Jones. <laughs> Is he uh, unlockable in the season? Not yet. Do you remember how uh, Superman had to Oh, wait? yeah. Okay, okay, so we got to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got to do that. But his character is really cool. It's... um. Actually, like a robot, cool, oh, nice. kind of thing. All right, but I saw the model, and it actually his face looks like. Yeah, the I rock. saw it. That's funny. Um, well, Owen, do you have anything else you would like to share with the podcast before we close out? Um, what about Castle Crashers? Talk about it. Go for it. Okay, so, um, I talked about this like a few years ago. A few years ago. On the um, Just a Bit Gaming podcast? Yeah, Just a Bit Gaming. I I was talking about Castle Crashers. And uh, I've been playing it a lot, mm-hmm. actually. And um, I have my own account, so I can do whatever I want on my own account. Yeah. And um, Christmas is coming up, so I can ask for, like, a new controllers. I've been... I've been obsessed with um, Banjo Banjo and Kazooie lately. So Owen created, we created Owen his own Xbox profile account, Mm -hmm. and he chose Banjo and Kazooie as his profile picture. So now I think he's framing his, like, gaming persona around Mm -hmm. Banjo and Kazooie, which is awesome, by the way. Love that game. I've also been... uh, Playing Banjo Tooie, but I have no idea what to do with the zombie. Those old games are team. hard. Those old games yeah, are that's hard. Okay. You have to look it up. I don't know what to do either. I don't. I've never played Banjo Tooie, so it's new to me. I another one that I like is the newest one. Whenever he has like the square nose. Oh yeah. That's the only way I could tell if it's like the first or uh, the second. Nuts and bolts. Yeah. Yeah. I I like how the first uh like whenever you're first entering, you can um, get in your own vehicle and transport to a new um, area because the robot thingy um, puts a portal right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, Owen is really interested in creating content video game mm-hmm. content. It's been a thing he's really been wanting to do. So I'm trying to um, help him with that in ways that I can. And let's just say that Owen is building his channel. He's already, already branded it with Banjo-Kazooie. He's been drawing pictures yep. of Banjo-Kazooie to help identify his channel and his brand. I actually made a really good one. Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. He, he's made a couple of really good ones. And so we're going to work together and try to help him do that. And I'm going to Probably on my channel, be sharing his videos. I think you're a little too young to have your own channel at this point, but 
that isn't to say that you can't do it. We just have to post it online for the time being or figure out some way to work it out. Um, and then when you do get old enough, you already have the know-how and experience to do it on your own. I'm also teaching him how to edit his own videos, too. So yeah. he can put out his own content. So This is just what an actual gaming <coughs> podcasting family looks like. So be ready for um, future Mr. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to add before we close? Okay. With that, I think we're going to close this one out. It's been fun having you all on. It it definitely feels like old Jabcast days. So (laughs) reminiscing about Halo, reminiscing about Jabcast, it's kind of cool. So thank you both for filling in for for JJ since he's been out. Okay, bye. 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 (laughs) Uh, I do want to say get well soon, JJ. Yeah. and I, I hope that you make a full recovery. I've been putting you in my prayers for school. Exactly. Owen has been concerned. He's been mm-hmm. putting in your prayers and his in his prayers. So, um, yeah. We're, and also Michael. And Michael, another friend of ours who had COVID or has COVID. Uh, it's it's making making its rounds and it sucks, but uh, it is what it is. So, anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Bertazoid. Dot uh, com slash slash just Bertazoid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, with that, we're gonna go ahead and close it out. Um until next time. Keep on gaming. Brush your teeth because I said so. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.